This is IGN. This is IGN. Bones and All Review Bones and All is now in theaters. Luca Guadagnino's Bones and All is lush, romantic, and brutal. A cannibal road trip movie that fleshes out its mythology akin to vampires or werewolves, it's a poetic piece of American Gothic horror with unexpected turns rooted in rigorous character drama, led by stellar performances from, among others, Taylor Russell, Timothy Chalamet, and Mark Rylance. It feels fully lived in, even in its most languid moments, resulting in a work that's both sweeter and funnier than you'd expect, but no less heart-wrenching. It begins unassumingly in Virginia in the 1980s, where mixed-race teenage newcomer Marin Russell acclimates to her new school and to her wealthier white friends, despite attempts from her father Frank, Andre Holland, to keep her sheltered. His reasons become all too clear when Marin sneaks out to a sleepover and, during a moment of physical and emotional intimacy with her classmate, gets carried away and takes a bite out of her finger. When she returns home covered in blood, Frank's lack of surprise and the quickness and routineness with which he has her pack up and leave tells us this has happened before. It's also the last straw. A few months after they move to Maryland under new identities, he reluctantly abandons Marin in the middle of the night, leaving her with nothing more than her birth certificate, which contains scant details about her estranged mother, who she barely remembers, and a Walkman with a cassette tape explaining his actions, and revealing parts of her bloodthirsty past he'd long kept hidden. Unable to listen to it all at once, she digests his audio confession in increments on the road, while taking buses and hitching rides in the hopes of tracking her mother down and finding answers about herself. The journey, its meetings, and its pit stops serve as a proxy for a tale of self-discovery, one punctuated by the same kind of loneliness and romance Guadagnino brought to Call Me By Your Name. It's also rife with simmering feelings of queer self-hatred, with an obvious but effective parallel with the movie's version of cannibalism, or eaters, for whom consumption and indulgence can be marked by shame. Guadagnino first taps into these feelings when Marin briefly crosses paths with an eccentric cannibal named Sully, Violence, who sports a ponytail under a feathered hat, refers to himself in third person, and sniffs our young runaway protagonist from half a mile away. Eaters have a keen sense of smell, we learn from Sully, who not only teaches Marin some of the basics of their kind, but functions as a specter of a lonely future, a sort of queer elder who's seen the worst of what the world has to offer and wants to prepare Marin for a life of survival in isolation. Despite the bloodshed occurring mostly off-screen, there's a sense of ritualism to eating human flesh, not in a cultural or even occult sense, but as an act of intimacy between two people whether two eaters or an eater and the eaten. However, the cannibalism lore takes a back seat when Marin crosses paths with Lee, Chalamet, a young, brooding 20-something straggler with an apparent moral code and a semblance of remaining connection to his family, a rarity for eaters. He's gaunt and awkward, with the kind of quiet disposition a teen like Marin might find mysterious. But there's something obviously despondent about him, too. Between this and Call Me By Your Name, Guadagnino has perfected the art of using Chalamet to create sad boy cinema, and the character's personal dynamic offers the movie a sense of novel calm, at least for a moment. 
Fittingly, a key scene for Lee and Marin's understanding of other eaters, and of themselves, takes the form of a revelatory fireside chat with a character played by Michael Stuhlbarg. However, it's the emotional antonym of its equivalent in Call Me By Your Name, creating tension and unease rather than comfort. As Marin and Lee make their way across the U.S., Guadagnino and cinematographer Arsene Katsuturan paint each location with a tangible texture, using celluloid to capture both atmospheric warmth and emotional mystery in the air. They even play tricks with exposure for handfuls of frames, during moments where vivid memories briefly invade the character's consciousness, as if to root their troubling thoughts and physical sensations, burned onto the film. All the while, composers Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross play with mischievous haunting tones, with each stretched individual guitar note practically anticipating the next one, as if it were reaching out through the lonely silences between them, until that silence becomes filled with an ethereal melody. It's the sound of falling in love, but it's ever so mournful too, as if Marin and Lee's romance isn't long for this world for one reason or another. Some of the movie's zigs and zags may not feel entirely in tune with its listlessness. One late turn in particular, while shockingly visceral, works to make its silent, lingering horrors a bit too overt. But there are rarely moments when bones and all doesn't feel engrossing. Guadagnino wields sorrow not as an effect, but as a fabric, one that ripples with the weight of the past even before it's fully rediscovered, resulting in a film where love feels as much like a burden as it does liberation. The Verdict, a lush, richly conceived cannibal road trip romance, Luca Guadagnino's Bones and All lives in the intimate space between love and self-hatred, with characters who connect over their shared hunger for human flesh. Everything from its performances to its music feels fine-tuned to tell a story about reaching out through the void, no matter what reaches or bites back. Spoken Layer 